0: a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on Leading and Learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 239, Ministry Update. If you've been listening for any length of time, you know that periodically I will give uh, a report on what's going on in our ministry. My wife and I are involved in uh, uh, missions work around the world, and so uh, periodically I like to give uh, you know a bit of an update on what we're doing and what's going on. And so that's what we're going to be doing in this episode. I just got back a few days ago from a trip to India, and I'll be sharing about that in just a minute. But first, I want to let you know that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by Volume 6 of the zombie terror war series, Where the Vultures Gather. This is the culminating novel of this exciting series. And uh, most people hear the word uh, zombies and they immediately think that's what it is. And, and of course that is an aspect of the, uh, of the, the series, but it's really a, uh, a series on terrorism. Uh there's there's a love story involved. There's a lot of action. That that's the where where I get really great reviews on Amazon. Or people love the action. Um, they're thriller type adventure stories, and uh, and I know you're gonna love them. Some people ask me, are they Christian novels? And I have to say not really, but they're not uh not non-Christian novels. They're the uh the lead character in the novels is a Christian. And so there are some aspects of the faith in there, but I was just trying to tell a good, exciting story. So if you think it might be something you'd like to check out, go to Amazon. You can always read the first uh, chapter or so for free and kind of get a feel if it's something you might want to click on and buy. Of course, I would appreciate that very much. But, uh, But definitely check out where the vultures gather. Well, all right. So as I mentioned, I just got back from a trip to India. And uh, I'm going to give you a bit of an overview of that, but I want to let you know, you know there's, uh, it, it's an interesting time uh, in India right now. You, if you, you follow the news, you know that there is persecution of, of Christians going on in different parts of the world. Well, it's happening in India. Uh, some of the folks that I was able to talk to during my two weeks there ha- have been the recipients of some of that persecution. Uh, Fortunately, nobody that I know has been hurt physically, but um, uh, there's definitely been threats made. Uh, One young pastor that I know has had some threats made against his church. Um, uh, Another pastor actually got called to the police department. Um, He told me because last Christmas, uh, his church saved uh, some money, and this is a church in a very poor area, but during Christmas season, his church... Uh, pooled their money, and put together um, uh, about a hundred or so, um, maybe a few more, uh, small gift baskets that had some fruit and candy and a small gospel of John in them, and they they distributed these uh, around their village. But somebody, and of course these are Hindus, and they don't celebrate Christmas, and somebody reported them to the police. And the reason they could report them to the police is one of the the laws in India that was passed a few years ago is there's no evangelism allowed. And so by passing out these fruit baskets coming from a church and and having the gospel of John in there, this was considered evangelism. And so this pastor, this friend of mine, was actually called to the police station. And the police was, he said, the police were very understanding. They said, look, we know you're trying to do something nice you know, the idea of a gift basket is, is, is a beautiful thing, a beautiful gesture, but, but with having that Gospel of John in there, it could be con, considered evangelism. And so um, you, you technically broke the law, but the police told them, we're not going to arrest you because we realize you were trying to do something nice, but the officer said, we also can't protect you. And um, if if some of these radical Hindus that that exist in in different parts of the country wanted to come and burn your house down or uh, burn your church down, um, we probably would not be able to get there in time to protect you. So that is kind of what they're going up against. Um, One of the other churches that I was uh, connected with during my trip uh, said that for for no reason, the uh, Hindu landlord who they rent their, their church facility from hiked the rent. 15,000 rupees Um, and that's a sizable amount for a small church there was no explanation given it was just um, they'd been paying the same same rate for for some time and without any warning they just came in and said next month the 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 rent is is this amount and they they raised it 15,000 rupees so so there's some definite persecution going on but I'll talk more about that in a few minutes so just to give you a quick overview of the trip I was actually in three cities I was in Bangalore Hyderabad, in Delhi, uh, in Bangalore, um, I was invited to to be a part of a pastors and leaders conference, and so for um, for three days, we we met with with a number of uh, uh, pastors and um, really just folks from different churches in the area. Um, I think by the time the conference ended, we were about a 100, 120 people, and so um, you know I taught two sessions a day. Uh, for three days in this conference. Um, and these were with uh, with many Christians and leaders and pastors who uh, some have had some training, but many haven't. And so uh, so it's a real uh, privilege for us to be able to go over there and kind of come alongside and um, uh, give them some training that will help them as they serve uh, their communities. Uh, one of the, the things that, uh, that I love about these conferences is not just the sessions, but it's the time uh, before the before the sessions, between the sessions, and then after the sessions when I'm allowed or, or given the opportunity to connect with a number of these pastors. And so um, there's always some great feedback. There's some great times of sharing and connecting. And, um, you know, pastors just need somebody to bounce ideas off of sometimes. And so there were a lot of ideas and questions um, about how they could, um, you know, in a, in a society where evangelism is illegal, how can they grow their churches? What can they do? Um, and so we had some great conversations, and so I learned a lot from them, and hopefully they learned a few things from me. So uh, that was the first part of the trip. I, I actually preached in a number of churches on Sunday, and then, uh, well, actually, two different churches in the morning, and then at night I did a leadership meeting for another church. And then on Monday to Wednesday, we did the, uh, the pastors and leaders conference. And then, um, actually, we drove, uh, one of the pastors drove me across Bangalore to the other side of town where uh, one of the large seminaries is located. The South Asia Institute of Advanced Christian Studies, or SIACS, um, is an amazing uh, educational institution, but it's, it's a place where, where uh, ministers are, are being trained in just a wonderful environment. And a dear friend of mine, uh, Ravi David, Uh, is associated with that school. He's actually a member of our church here in Atlanta. Um, This is where he's based, but he actually spends several months out of the year at SIACS teaching um, uh, masters and doctoral students as they're pursuing their uh, theological degrees. And so uh, Ravi actually asked me to come and uh, be a part of a program that he was leading um, at the seminary in which. uh, Thirty-five or forty Indian missionaries have been brought in um, in, in kind of a retreat slash, um, you know, in-service training curriculum, uh, and, and allowed to to come and just kind of take a break from the mission field and to um, receive some excellent training. So Ravi did, did quite a bit of this. This was a two-week ongoing two-week session, and uh, I came in for two days of it. And, um, you know, so Ravi's teaching. He's got a lot of other great teachers um, being a part of this. So it was a privilege for me to come in and, and uh, connect and, and do a couple of sessions um, in this training scenario. But it was also wonderful to connect with, uh, with, with so many of these missionaries because these are mostly Indian missionaries who are serving in very difficult areas of their country. And this is where I heard a number of stories of persecution, uh, one pastor told me that uh, the area where he's serving in, the the Hindus are extremely radical. And he and his family have been threatened a number of times. He actually told me a, a tragic story. He said his his stepdaughter was actually murdered two years ago. But because he's a Christian, the police will not even investigate it. And, and even as I'm talking to him two years later, after the, the incident happened, you can tell he's still heartbroken and, and uh, just a difficult difficult situation, but I heard so many stories of where uh the believers are 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 facing uh things that we in the west can't even imagine uh some of the hardships they're facing for the sake of the gospel so uh so an amazing program that pastor or, or dr ravi's doing to uh, to bring these guys in and to to kind of let them get refreshed a little bit kind of take a breather um get some great training some great ministry and this is not just an academic training this is Really, uh, uh, really, the full person type of training because there was so much uh, prayer and, and ministry and um, great Bible teaching and discussion and um, just some wonderful opportunities for these folks to be refreshed. And one of the things that Ravi pointed out to me, which was um, really good to know, was that each of the people that he's brought in for this, uh, who, who received an invitation to come to this training, um, really is an influential leader themselves they all run their own networks or um, hold high positions in their own mission agencies or churches and so they're all leaders of leaders and so the the ministry that we were able to to give to these uh, men and women really will go so far in uh, influencing other people as well so so a great opportunity there to uh, have influence and to, to impact some of these young leaders as they're impacting other leaders and also taking the gospel into their own country. Um, so we spent, you know, basically a week in Bangalore, and then uh, got on a plane and flew to Hyderabad. And Hyderabad is um, it, really, if you if you're in the tech industry at all, Hyderabad, you under you know, is where so many of the uh, service centers are. If you've called somebody and got somebody with, a, with an interesting accent, they might very well be located in Hyderabad. Um, it's a large city of around 12 million people, and uh, we have a C3 church there um, in Hyderabad. And so pastors Swaroop and Aruna um, are leading this church. They're leading it well. Um, they recently just had to start a second service uh, because the, the the church is growing. Uh, their morning service is, is uh, well over 100 now. And so the, the facility they have, um, they're almost maxing it out. Um, and so now they've started a second service. So just doing an amazing job. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're some of the ones who have had some of the, um, not overt persecution, but they've dealt with some issues in their own city. Um, and they're very, very cautious. They didn't even advertise me coming and preaching. Um, except just to the closest members of the church because they just don't know how it's going to be received in the, the Hindu community because the government is cracking down on foreigners coming uh, into India to preach and teach. So um, so we have to be very, very careful. But uh, Swarup and Aruna are building an amazing church there in Hyderabad, doing a great job. Uh, one of the fascinating things about what they're doing is um, they're ministering to uh, people that are, they're basically poor. they most of the folks in their church are, are laborers. So they're not, um, you know, making a lot of money, but then the other group that they're ministering to, uh, is students. And so they've got this amazing core of students, the, the team who, who actually support, uh, Sorup and Aruna, the, the pastors, uh, this team, most of them are, Probably eighteen to twenty-five. I I don't think there's anybody on the team that's older than, than maybe twenty-five. And so these are the guys that the pastors are investing in, um, and are really going to take the church to the next level. These are the the ones who will be, um, you know, helping them lead the church. And so I had the privilege of preaching uh, at both morning and evening services there in uh, the C3 Church in Hyderabad. Also did a leadership meeting with their team. And and then besides that, it was spending a lot of one-on-one time with the pastors. I was able to do that in Bangalore with the pastors I was connecting with there, and then also um with the pastors and and and, and some of their key people in Hyderabad. So so this is, is really what we do. You know, we we go in, we preach, we teach, we um talk to the pastors, we connect with the pastors, we also connect with some of the key people in their church and just try and invest some time um you know spending time with them and helping them um and whatever they're dealing with and so you know when in, in in so many of the smaller churches the pastors really don't have anybody to talk to they their team is small their team is young and they really don't have anybody that they can um you know bounce ideas off of and so that's part of what we do is we go in and we provide that we can talk to them and just kind of talk them through things and, and just be there for them you know sometimes pastors just need somebody to talk to and so Um, for us it's a privilege to be able to do that and then like I said I also spent some time in Delhi and this was really more of a uh, pleasure time I've got some friends that that are actually from Atlanta that have moved to Delhi for for work and so um, you know it was an honor to be able to go hang out with these guys spend a little time with them and see another city that I haven't seen before and uh, you know again that's relationships are everything and uh, you know we can't we can uh, only go as far as the people in life that we're connected with, and even if it means, you know, on the other side of the world, um, taking a short flight to uh, to go see them, I was more than willing to do that. So, um, so Bangalore, Hyderabad, and Delhi, and we're already beginning to look at, um, you know, next year and seeing what God opens up. There's some um, other opportunities that are that are there, and we'll just kind of see what God does. This is this door right now is open and uh thankfully it looks like it'll be open for a while but we have to be cautious on how we go through it we have to use a lot of wisdom in how we minister there and uh but as long as that door's open we want to be available to help um build the church in India because the uh the 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 church there is is taking ground but it's it's uh it's it's not fast it's not it's not fast it's going it's a, it's a slow go but they are taking ground and uh churches especially like our church in Hyderabad, um, the C3 church there is what, what they need. The young people, um, they're not looking for the church that uh, their parents and grandparents went to. They're looking for something that's fresh. They're looking for something that's relevant. They're looking for something that's non traditional. And so uh, that's why uh, we'll just continue to spend time with and invest in. Um, and our church is there. And, and, and the C3 church in Hyderabad is not the only one, there's other see three churches throughout the country, and, um, you know, hopefully at some point I'll be able to connect with them too, but, uh, you know, God's been good to open these doors, so so that's that's just a quick update on the uh, the trip, um, you know, again, being able to go and touch people um, in Jesus' name is really what it's all about, being able to invest in leaders, um, you know, we're thrilled and thankful for that opportunity, and thank so many of you for encouraging us, for praying for us, and even for some of you for supporting us financially so that we can continue to have this kind of impact. So um, as many of you know, we've got um, connections in South America where we spend some time every year in, in India. And then uh, my wife actually was just uh, a few months ago was able to go to, to Trinidad and uh, invest in uh, a number of women at a, at a, at a women's ministry there. So, um, you know, God's opening doors for us and we're definitely going to keep uh, walking through every door that he opens. And um, again, thank you so much for being a part of that. So um, I'll go ahead and wrap it up, but uh, thanks so much for being with us, and I'll see you next time on Leading and Learning.